Welcome to the herd and thanks for listening. If you enjoy this sodcast, please like it, share it, give it a good rating and follow and help more people find their way into the Ruminati herd. If you have suggestions for improvements, please let me know. Howdy, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Meet Your Herdmates Sodcast. I'm pleased today to be joined by a colleague from Brazil. Tongri, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Peter. I'm very honored to be here with you. It's a, uh, a big challenge, but I'm very honored. Thank you so uh, much. Uh, Tongri, you, you were the person that allowed me the honor of getting to um, Mato Grosso, and was that 2018, I think? Yes. Um, you know, here we go. Yeah. There it is. Oh, my um, God. I still can't read Portuguese. Um, <laughs> and so you work and live in the state of Paraná. Yes. You are professor at the Paraná University. It's the Federal University of... Technological Federal University of Par Technological. Okay. My university is technological, okay? There, so as opposed to... Yes, there are two. Wow. Paraná, Federal University of Paraná and Technological University of Paraná. Okay. Okay. Um, well, that's interesting. That's separation. But um, yeah. so where in Brazil is Paraná? Paraná is the south region. Okay. You have been in the west, Mato Grosso, mm -hmm. and the Paraná is the south region. Uh, from south to north is the third state. Okay. And I need to remember that as you go south in Brazil, the yeah. climate gets more moderate, less tropical. And Sub-tropical. So, Sub-tropical, Peter. Okay. But by okay. the time you get to the very southern state, are you sub... Uh, or is it... Uh, you've been to the United States. You spent some time in North Carolina. Yes. Is yes. that kind of what it's like when you get to the very southern state, or no. is it still more like Florida? More like for Florida, Peter. More like Florida. Uh, we have some snow in high altitude, okay? Oh. But it's very rarely. For example, even in south, uh, snow is rarely. You have frozen, frozen mm. by morning, mm -hmm. but not A frost. Snow. Frosted. Yes. 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 Sorry. No, no. Um, it, so the the natural ecosystem of the part of Brazil that you live in is what? Uh, we have uh, before we have uh, Atlantic forest. Okay. We have Atlantic forest. Forest, yes. We have a lot of forest, and also we have a savanna. Okay, I can say like savanna, maybe for you, a uh, 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 grassland, mm -hmm. range grassland. Okay, Peter, 
Yes. Mainly in, in Rio Grande do Sul, mm -hmm. the first state in the south, we have a, a big area with uh, rangeland, with, with uh, savannas like that, mm -hmm. pasture. pasture. Uh, but my state was forest, some part with uh, this kind of uh, uh, grazing, okay, mm -hmm. pasture. And then after the colonization, uh, almost all areas are in agriculture. Mm -hmm. and, and, and part of are in pasture, but you have a big problem in Paraná state with degraded pasture, Peter. Ah. In agriculture, I think Paraná is a good state. We have a, a good practice. Before it was better, now it's not so good, but hmm. uh, in pasture, we have a lot of problems with degraded pastures here mm -hmm. in Paraná. Okay. How, how long has that part of Brazil been settled and in agriculture? I think in 70th last century, okay? 70, okay, for you? Yep. Yep. Start soybean. So we start crop soybean and mm. we start uh, goes to the uh, west part of my state. Before mm. we are in the last, in the literal, okay? And then we are going in 17, start the soybean in our... Okay, 1970s, year. the soybeans come, come in. Come in and, and we start to do like that. Okay, so not a very old agricultural area. No, no. for Brazil, we can say that comes after, for example, coffee, coffee, Paraná. I can mm -hmm. say with perennials, we start with coffee, North Paraná. That is uh, coffee. Mm -hmm. Coffee, okay. It's uh, uh, we have a uh, more tropical characteristics, North Paraná. North Paraná, then after comes soybean. So mm -hmm. it's not so, so, so old, really. Mm. Okay. But it's interesting, Peter, because in 1770s and even 80s, before we start to use Cerrado, Savannah, not mm. where you have been, we bring a lot of food from other countries, we import food, oh. okay? Mm -hmm. So since then, we pass from import, from bringing foods to export foods, mm -hmm. soybeans. Mm -hmm. It's not so good, but it's a differential. So it changes a lot of things. Yeah, it's the country's development. Um, yeah. Uh, um, and at the same time, I know that you and I share an interest in, in uh, human nutrition yes. and um, the, the use of soybean oil is very common in Brazil as well as um, sugar is a major crop. And so uh, a lot of the metabolic issues that people in North America would be familiar with are present in Brazil, um, despite this more recent development, it's, it's, it's happening very quickly, I think is. Certainly, um, Peter. 
you are mm. correct unfortunately mm. so the the conference that you at your work focuses maybe that's not correct but it seems to focus in this area of livestock cropping systems yes so one of the points i make is that there is no either or there's no animal agriculture over here and crop agriculture over here where they're separate that they're integrated in some way and but your work is more explicitly in the same area the same fields Perfect. at different times so let's talk about that because one of the arguments against animal agriculture is well think of the crops we could grow if we stopped using that land for animals so let's talk about the systems that you're studying and some of the things that you're looking at um and i know that you also have some some graphics that we can start to share to talk about the region but let's just you know let, what do you what do you mean by livestock cropping systems and then we can get into yes graphics. in the genesis in the, the start of this idea peter uh, i i'm get the example of my state okay we have a long tradition of no till system in paraná cover crops mm. so we look out during the 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 summer we do you do crop grains soybean corn beans okay peter mm. and during the winter we put uh wood high grass like cover crops ah uh, yeah mm -hmm. okay but we don't get money we don't have a a use immediate use of this crop huh. so we started to look this all this food mm. okay? forage mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. forage and we think if we put animals in this area so in Paraná, I start like this idea, Peter, to use during the uh, winter, okay? Fall, winter, an area, uh, it's about 6 million hectares or 15 million acres, ac acres okay? Yes. That you have to use during the winter and you don't have to get... Uh, uh, Disforestation, for example, for this. Mm, mm, it, they are very high fertility eyes. So it starts like that, okay, Peter? And you, but at first, uh, the problem was the farmers that was concerned about the compact soil compactation mm -hmm. because they are agriculture, just grain crops, and they, they were uh, concerned about comp compactation. So it started more or less like that, Peter. Mm -hmm. How long ago? How long have you been? Uh, I I started this in uh, 20,000 20, years. 2000. Okay? Mm -hmm. Yes. 1998, uh, Professor Aníbal de Moraes, have you met in, in Mato mm -hmm. Grosso? Mm -hmm. uh, Aníbal de Moraes, professor at 
Federal University of Paraná. Uh, he started to study this kind of technology, and I went to this university to do my PhD. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I start there. I study until then. I just work with plants. <laughs> Where, mm -hmm. uh, okay, yes. Yeah. So we start like that in Brazil, even in Brazil. Okay, and uh, there has progressed a lot. I think. Mm. Well, excellent. Let's let's look at your graphics. Brazil has a lot of opportunities. Okay, since. Mm -hmm corn, pasture, beans, so, and we are here in South. Paraná is this state, okay? Mm -hmm. Just to remember some uh, things about Brazil, okay? We have uh, 8 million square kilometers, okay? Mm. And uh, our population is 212 people almost. Mm -hmm. Our soil bee production this year was mm -hmm. uh, 132 million tons. Mm -hmm. And our meat production was uh, 10.5 million tons. Okay, Peter? Mm -hmm. So, talking about Paraná, we are here. Paraná is the, the Iguaçu Falls uh, state. We have Iguaçu Falls here. And Paraná has... A, a, the area total of Paraná is 20, 20 million hectares. Okay, mm. Peter? We have, in summer, uh, this area, 6 million hectares that we do uh, soybean, yes, mm. uh, mainly soybeans, and uh, and also um, we do corn, okay, and beans. But uh, since I think uh, in the last ten years we started to do something we call second crop or safrinha, little harvesting. What is after uh, soybean, we put uh, corn, for example. Okay, Peter, in the same year, mm -hmm. agricultural. But we have this kind of 6 million of hectares in summer crop. And for winter crop, we have just 1.5 million of hectares. Mm. So the difference between this, we can use it to do uh, cattle production, for example. Okay, Peter? Okay, okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, again, you say winter, but that's still growing conditions. The Yeah. So what would some of the winter crops be? Is that things like cereals, wheat, or yeah, barley, yeah. or things like that? Barley. Or? Barley, wheat, okay, and uh, and the black. And you have a lot, a great area with black wool for for cover crop. Okay. Okay, Peter. <laughs> so our production of soybean this year was twenty million tons in Paraná, mm -hmm. 
and meat, meat will have a low production of meat. So we need to increase of our meat production, Peter. Mm. Because of that, it's a great opportunity to use this area, okay, for, for pasture. Mm. So I can explain more or less what is integrated crop livestock system. Uh, in Brazil, uh, we don't have snow, frequently snow. <laughs> in the winter, we have a, a, a low temperature, but some frost, okay? But it's rarely snow. So our soil is our, ours, is live, is live. He is working. <laughs> and what is possible to do in this casing? It's common in Brazil. After you finish some crop, normally we apply herbicides, and we come in planting the sub the sequence crop. Okay, mm -hmm. Peter. Here yeah. we are planting corn. After uh, pasture, after you, mm. you use our pasture, it's. Something like that, Peter. Here, it's a, a experimental. A experimental. It's it, this is in Santa Catarina. It's not in Paraná, but it's similar. Uh, we have uh, seventy-six days with pasture, okay, oh. and after we remove the animals, and you have planting corn. Okay, Peter, in the same areas. So what happened? Just you, I give I give you an idea of uh, uh, yield. This corn we get uh, uh, 40, 40 tons by hectare. Okay, Peter, mm. it's a high production even after this cattle, this this cattle production. Mm -hmm. no? So it's a, a very uh, sustainable system and the, a high, with high productivity, high so, yield. So that's grain yield yes, of corn? Mm -hmm. Of corn. And yeah. the animals, uh, we have some times that we attained almost 600 live gain. I don't know if you six, 800 uh, live again by hectare, Peter. Mm, I don't know mm. if you you will understand me. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, uh, these animals are most of the cattle in that region weaned animals that are brought from somewhere else. The cow calf operation is some other region, and the animals come in, graze a short time, and then go for um, harvest or or what. Uh, so sometimes to finish this this cattle bit, Peter, you need we need we we need to put them in calf operation, okay, Peter, mm. to get fat, uh, more fat. Sometimes we are finishing here. The 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 cattle that came to 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 grow in this pasture. Comes normally from regions uh, in pasture also. Okay, mm -hmm. Peter? So the most part of the time, our, our cattle 
are in pasture. Mm-hmm. That are a very uh, sustainable system, no? Uh, a very conservationist system. Mm. Okay, Peter? So yep. it's uh, most like that. Okay. Uh, for sure, we believe in Brazil that this kind of uh, uh, exploration, crop livestock systems, uh, can can assure our uh, food for Brazil. You know, we have a lot of poverty in in Brazil, Peter. So we have problems with nutrition. People don't have access to a good protein, maybe. So we have a worries about the a quantity and the quality of food mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. our country. So we need to improve the quality of also of food with animal production. I believe we can improve also this part also. I don't know, Peter, if you wanted to go to system fertilization, we wanted to discuss some point about these things. Well, I th- I think that this it's it's absolutely critical, and other guests have spoken about are faced with this necessity to increase the quality of our food supply, and it's not we have to overcome some thoughts that you know a pound of vegetable protein is equivalent to a pound of animal protein. They're not, and that you know, we can replace animal source food with plant source food. And to a degree, it's possible. I mean, that omnivorous diets properly formulated are, of course, what most people are going to be eating. Um, we're not there yet. We, we, we have to increase the production and do it in a way that the farmer gets to make a profit so he can they can continue at the same time it can't be more expensive because already it there's affordability issues that that we yes. have to make it so that it is whatever is appropriate because not everybody you know cultural issues ethnic issues people prefer different things and mm-hmm. and so whatever is appropriate it has to be affordable and accessible to people and so it's 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 critical as we go forward for all of those things to be part of the conversation i think that they're too often not and i think that that's a problem but one of the things that i don't think people pay enough attention to is to produce those crops the inputs necessary to do that. And now you're doing work and your colleagues, there's more people, there's quite a significant, well, when I was there for this, there was the foundation of a society 
um, yes. to, to forward this work. Um, and in 2023, when we have the international in North America, you're going to come, right? Um, yes. For sure. <laughs> so, um, but this idea of producing more food from the same land using the same or lower inputs, plus having benefits in terms of soil health is this really amazing story. So I really want us to talk about that in terms of what you're finding about. And in fact, in, in our correspondence, you talked about using the same atoms over and over yes. again, that we can, when we fertilize crops and harvest them and ship them, a significant amount of nutrients leaves. Yeah. And in the next 29 years, 70 some percent of humanity is going to be living in urban areas. And so this nutrient transfer is going to go to where the people are. But the return to the land, I don't know how that's going to get fixed. But you and colleagues are showing that we can fertilize pasture for better pasture production, run cattle, cycle the nutrients, because when we ship cattle, yeah. we export less nutrients relative from that area. And so then the crop that comes after benefits from that fertilizer as well. So let's talk about that. Yes, Peter, you put very well this, this, this question. And I remember, for example, from our soybean production, 70%, 70% goes to China. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine how many nutrients are going to China. Mm -hmm. So if this stay here and you can export, for example, meat, because they are going to do meat with our soybean, of, of course, uh, we have a more conservationist system. But we can start with this, this question. We call system fertilization. Okay, Peter? And we start uh, back to 2000 years with nitrogen. That is the more complicated nutrient because we have a lot of losses, no? Do you understand? Loss, the losses, loss? yeah. Yes, we have a lot of loss. So, but we start with nitrogen. So we start with, well, as we start to think about the, the black world, uh, that we have like crop, crop, crops that we could uh, do the meat production, we start also to think that the nitrogen that I put here to my animals in the pasture, they will be come to the plant, the animals are going to eat them, then after these animals are going to put again in the system by the residue, okay, uh, uh, urine, no. And yes. after this causes increases in nitrate of soil, the microbiology uh, increase, 
and you have a more nutrient cycle. And also you have uh, um, low carbono-nitrogen relation because mm -hmm. I put the nitrogen here and they have more vegetal residue. So this, all this thing goes to corn. So you have more any uptake, potassium. We, we improve the nutritional in, index of this corn, mm -hmm. okay? And after we have a great grain productions, production, sorry, mm -hmm. with, without we even put nitrogen in corn. Oh. We have just put 200 kilo of any by hectare here in pasture, Peter. And okay. you have done cattle and you have planting uh, corn without nitrogen, uh, side dress nitrogen, okay, Peter? Mm -hmm. And you get a, a yield like that, like two, two tons, uh, 12 tons by hectare of grains. Okay, Peter? Mm -hmm. So we have a big... If we don't put nitrogen in this pasture, for example, uh, we don't have a lot of animals as we can have here because mm -hmm. we, we increase the plant production with nitrogen, okay? We have less animal residue. Our carbono-nitrogen relation is great. We have less hazardous vegetable, vegetable. And also we have less nitrate, less microbiology, less nutrient cycle. So we start studying this kind of thing, Peter. Mm -hmm. And we have arrived at a good conclusion, I think. Uh, for example, uh, in nowadays, I can say that we have a pro, pro, uh, farmers, we have no, I think we have met uh, Lajinsk in, in Mato Grosso. They do in big areas uh, corn without put uh, nitrogen in corn. They just put in pasture. Okay, Peter? Interesting. And yes. so this would be um, an mm. annual, uh, winter in quotes, annual type forage plants. Yes. And, and yes. then that same year, the, the spring, no-till planting the corn, you would kill the... The, the pasture plants and no additional fertilizer to what you put on for the forage. So you've increased the beef production. Yes. And you get high corn yields mm -hmm. without additional fertilizer. Yes, Peter. N now that, <laughs> that, that corn yield is... So if if the typical pattern was to only fertilize the corn, okay, how do the uh, yields compare? Yes, if I think in Paraná average yields, okay, corn yields, Peter, I think in Paraná with nitrogen put in corn, it's uh, seven, eight tons by hectare, okay? So we are 
uh, over the, uh, the uh, average yield in Paraná. And the Paraná has the highest, I think, uh, corn yields in Brazil. So, so got to get my head around this. It, uh, you, by shifting, as you say, the system fertilization, by yes. fertilizing the pasture, you increase the meat production. You mm -hmm. also increase the corn production, but you don't fertilize the corn. Yeah. So you're getting far bigger return from that input, which is yes. expensive. Nitrogen is not cheap. I don't know. Oh, for um, us, it's, it's very, very, because of the dollar. Our nitrogen mm. is in dollar, okay, Peter? And uh, mm. one dollar for us now is six reais, so it's absurd. Mm. Mm. So you you are sure, you are you you have reason. Uh, yeah. And then good. and then in addition to that, there's the improvement of the soil yes. as well. Yes. Yes. So that's that fourth win that I mentioned earlier that. Because your soils never freeze, never get that cold for that long, organic matter can continue to be broken down. You could have leaching if there wasn't growing plants there to take up those nutrients like nitrogen as nitrate or others that would leach through the profile. And so your. Um, in so many ways, this is an improved management system that has application across a broad part of the world. Yes, I think Peter. I don't know. I always I I ask to me uh, if in kind of temperate climate like you in United States, for example, if you, we can. Uh, use the nitrogen that I put in uh, some crop to subsequent crop because of the snow, I don't know. But for example, in Brazil, almost all Brazil, we can use this technology, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's very amazing, Peter, because when I apply nitrogen here in pasture, I'm not just fertilizing the plant, but also, Peter, I'm fertilizing the soil microbiology mm -hmm. because uh, animal microbiology has a lot of carbon from plants here in resid and even with roots that you have here, but uh, they don't have microbiology, don't have nitrogen, so they can access the, 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 the carbon because they don't have nitrogen. Mm -hmm. When I put nitrogen in the, the, the pasture, I also fertilize the microbiology. Yes, yes. You're yes. feeding, yes, you're feeding, yes, yeah, feeding, feeding the bugs, you're yeah. feeding the plants and we're feeding the animals and yeah. Yes, th this is this is a wonderful, exciting area, and I do think there's some potential in the more temperate region for um, 
cover crops to scavenge mm-hmm. nutrients from the preceding crop and maybe hold them to mm-hmm. a degree that wouldn't occur mm-hmm. if it was just corn and then do nothing until the next growing season. Um, yeah. yeah. So the, there are those considerations. Yes. Yes. I think you, you here also we have some intercrop. <laughs> I don't know how you say in United States, but a cover crops we can you can use something like that, uh, like a plant that can pump, bring uh, the the, mm-hmm. the nutrient from the lower, mm-hmm. lower yes, yes, lower depth. Okay, Peter. Mm-hmm. Oh, I believe you. It's possible in your country also mm. to do something like that Peter. Mm-hmm. here we have and after we start to to study this kind of things we start to think how it animals uh, change né? affect the trend cycling okay Peter one thing that it is interesting Peter is that we have observed the carrying over effect of the nutrient that we apply in the pasture uh, that goes to the corn, okay, Peter? But we haven't observed, observed the carrying over effect of nitrogen and the nutrients that we apply in corn to pasture. Huh. Okay, this is one one way. Ah. Just carrying over for at least for our subtropical mm-hmm. conditions. So the, I think the animals and the temperature climate also during the, the summer is very import, important in this contest. Mm. So uh, we have studied how herbive herbivores. <laughs> Uh, herbivores, mm-hmm. herbivores, herbivores. Mm-hmm. yes, they act, and how do they affect nutrient cycle, okay? So at first, we have observed that they increase the dry matter production and the absorption of the nutrients by plants. When I put animals, plant always is regrow. And that, that brings more nutrients to the system. Mm-hmm. Plants bring nutrients and yeah, lower depth. So uh, in this case, we have observed one hectare has produced uh, 14, 14 mm-hmm. dry matter tons. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in this, in this, there was 199 kilos of nitrogen by hectare. 70 kilos of phosphor by hectare and 27 kilos of potassium by hectare. Mm. So it's a lot of nutrient that we have just mm. in, in the dry matter in the, in the plant. But in the sequence, animals return the most mm-hmm. part of this nutrient by uh, urine and digests. Uh, almost 98 kilos of nitrogen. Because of that, 
the nitrogen we have put in the pasture is returned to the soil. Mm -hmm. Seven of kilos of phosphorus, 127 kilos of potassium. Okay, Peter? Mm -hmm. Another thing that it's important, we have observed the increase in the amount of and the diversity of mesofauna. We have a lot of dung beetle. Mm, dung increase beetles, yes. Dung beetles, yes. It's, it's amazing, Peter. Uh, worms. So this causes uh, the construction of biopores in the soil. Okay? And uh, this can, can bring a lot of uh, good characteristics for soil structure, health mm. soil. You, you, you turn our soil in health soil. Mm -hmm. And also uh, grazing increases the rate of decomposition, the plant residue. So the plant, uh, the decomposition is great and the, the turnover of nutrients is great. This is very important mm -hmm. for my nitrogen. And the animals increase the quantity and the diversity of soil microbiota. Mm. So we have all these things happening at the same time in our uh, systems. Okay, Peter? And your research has, has measured and quantified these things taking place. Oh, we have finished some is uh, a PhD uh, thesis, a thesis, okay, mm -hmm. uh, this year from my students. So we can see here, another thing that was amazing is uh, how this system affects the carbon and the nitrogen stocks. Mm. Because animal production, always people comment that you have a lot of problems with a greenhouse gas, okay? Mm -hmm. Methane, for example. On the other hand, uh, uh, pasture don't a lot of carbon sequestration. Mm -hmm. So what you have observed in six years of cultivation in crop livestock system, okay, Peter? When I put nitrogen in the system here, okay, in the pasture, and I have a, a low stocking rate, I have almost increases in carbon stock in the, the depth of zero, uh, zero to 10 centimeters of soil, mm -hmm. okay? This is almost 616 kilo carbon by hectare by year that our system put in soil. This is carbon mm -hmm. sequestration. This mm -hmm. is reduction in green, uh, green, uh, greenhouse <laughs> gas. Greenhouse gas. Yes. Also have observed when we don't put nitrogen in the pasture, we don't have increase in any stock in the soil, but when you have put nitrogen in the pasture, we have increases also in the, the nitrogen mm. stock. Mm. So uh, this is nitrogen stock, this, this graph. Nitrogen but, stock. Yes. Thank you. The, yes. Yeah, it's the same. This is the initial. Okay, Peter? Mm -hmm. This situation is like our milk pro, uh, farmers. We have mm. a lot of milk done, done here. 
Dairy. They put in, uh, dairy. Okay. They put nitrogen in crops. And after in the, the clover crops, they put the, the animals, but they don't put nitrogen. Okay. okay mm-hmm. So we don't have increases after six years. We don't have increases in, nit- in nitrogen stock. But as you said, when I put nitrogen, where, or when I increase the uh, stock rating, hmm. I have increases in nitrogen stock. Interesting. Now let's go back to number one. Number which one was, is carbon stock. Yeah, carbon. Mm-hmm. Carbon. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So it's it's the same treatments. Yes. Um, but what we see here is the either the addition of nitrogen at a low stocking rate or mm-hmm. a higher stocking rate produces an increase. But the higher in stocking rate with the nitrogen didn't. Yes. yes. That's interesting. Yes. Uh, this is a uh, lower... The, uh, I think because when I put a high stocking rate, even with nitrogen, uh, there are a few uh, carbon to cycle, maybe. Mm. Few residue, okay? Less Plant residue. Mm-hmm. Less residue. However, mm. you can see here, Peter, even here, we keep the same uh, level yeah. of yeah. the initial, okay? Uh-huh. The problem here, it's something like that. Uh, with a low stocking rate without the nitrogen in pasture, we have mm-hmm. low carbon. A declining carbon Decline over, and this carbon. was six years, so. Six years. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, Fascinating. And this is, yeah, and this is the, the traditional. Uh, the, the, what we do here is this kind of thing. When mm-hmm. we, do. we put nitrogen, for example, in the corn, and we don't put nitrogen in the pasture, okay, Peter? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When we do crop livestock systems. So mm-hmm. I think it's a big problem. We have to change also this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the thinking, the, the thinking, mindset, yes, yes of the farmers. Mm. But Fascinating. As, but as we talk about, Peter, uh, alimentation, nutrition, how it's difficult to change the, the, the things about that plant is uh, a good uh, search of protein, for example. No, Peter? Mm. This kind of thing of nitrogen uh, system fertilization, it's very complicated to pass our farms also. Has mm. improved a lot, mainly because of, uh, we said before, uh, this kind of system uh, give us a lot of prof- profit. Profit? Uh, yes. Farmers can do a lot of money with this kind of system. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they started to think more about that. But uh, if you, you think that they can do money, that is good. 
Nobody doesn't like money, no? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And also, we can improve the sustainability of our system. We can improve the conservation. Mm -hmm. We can improve also system. I think it's a great uh, way to produce food, to produce food. Well, and as we have these conversations about environmental footprint of agriculture, yes. this becomes a critical part of what's possible. I mean, we, we, we have assumptions and we have models, but if they're not accounting for this as a potential, then I don't think they're accurate estimates. Also, I think it's important for people to know what we already know we can do mm -hmm. so that if people start saying, well, we need to make investments, okay, yes, here's something that's been shown. Let's get this adopted and see what happens um, rather than some of the notions that get entertained. And, and then from economic development for the nation, Mm -hmm. the the strength of the agricultural sector is always critical to the economic strength of the nation and then we can look at the population that's supported and and how better quality diet supports a healthier population that has benefits yeah. in terms of productivity um i came across a line recently that goes something like allowing low and middle income countries to feed their way out of poverty mm -hmm. that improving our livestock systems yes. and and again having them so critically integrated um is in some parts of the world we're, we're still talking about pastoral systems that and maybe they'll always be but when we have the option to be producing crops agronomic crops mm -hmm. we maybe need to say let's not be too anxious to get the animals out of the picture because they're doing something essential yeah in the in the soil the use of the resources, uh, improving yield, all these concerns that we have that I think we've kind of missed as we got more specialized and separated, and certainly yeah. in North America. Um, we are also, Peter. Mm -hmm. Also, we have separated the crops and the animals. So... Um, Yes, it was impressive when I saw systems that started with corn being, well, let's see. One of the systems was corn being planted with brachiaria. Yeah, yeah, it's in, in like January and then harvested in June. And then yeah. the grass allowed to grow until September when they no-tilled soybeans in. And then they'd harvest the soybeans in December or January and start the process over again. Yes. Um, and at that point, they didn't have any animals on the grass. They were just grow. They were gr mm -hmm. using the grass as cover 
to put organic matter into the soil, scavenge some nutrients for the 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 next round. Um, and my colleagues from from Barenbrug, Brazil, took me to see okay. this. Okay. Uh -huh. um, so it, it's, it's, for me, it's fascinating. For me, it's very encouraging. Um, <laughs> and, and I, I trust that other people find, well, you know, maybe they don't and okay, whatever. But I, I, I just think this is a really good message that yeah. I want to encourage you in the work that you're doing, your students, your colleagues, and look forward to learning more about it, frankly, and, and trying to communicate some of that. Where, where could people learn more about the work that you're doing? And is it available for non-Portuguese speakers, oh, readers? We have some papers that you have done. Okay, Peter. Uh, others are going to publish briefly. Okay. I can I send it to you some list then you can put maybe mm -hmm. in the YouTube, YouTube. Mm -hmm. and also I have some uh, channels Instagram Instagram, Instagram. Yes. yes Facebook yes. I have the, the I can pass to you also please I'm start to to write in English trying sorry about my English by no. the way Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Far no. better than my Portuguese. You have no reason to apologize. But, uh, I try to start uh, to write in English also because uh, also I, I have learned a lot with United States. When I have been in North Carolina with Dr. Alan Franz Luber. Yes. And with you, I have learned a lot. So I think it's important this kind of uh, uh, change of uh, relation that you can have with. So mm. I'm trying to to improve my English yeah. and publish it in English also, Peter. Well, and good luck to you with that. Uh, and also, I would like to invite you to give us some uh, lecture. Mm. It can be about uh, the situation in environment. Uh, mm -hmm. with animal production, but also about low carb to our uh, post-graduation oh. course. Yes, yes, for yeah. our students. I think it's precious, Peter. Well, I'm more than happy to do that. Um, oh, thank yeah, you. Yes, so we'll, we'll, we'll set that up because I, I just, yeah. uh, I want to encourage students to get to pursue careers in forage and ruminant animal agriculture. Um, I'm absolutely convinced it's, it's what we have to improve in order to meet our development goals. Um, so yes, please, I'd be happy. Yes, to, yes, uh, we are going to Sarah. Perfect. Um, before I let you go, and let's see, what time is it there now? It's... Oh, it's 6. Twelve for me. Oh, it's six twelve. It's you need to go find some barbecue somewhere. Oh. Some, some meat cooked over fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you have any questions for me, I'd be happy to answer them or try. And if not, uh, again, just thank you for for your time. Thank you a lot, Peter. Uh, I think uh, the, the first question that I had, it's about uh, uh, your invitation to talk with us. 
okay? And there are also maybe some students want to talk with you, maybe to, to get some, some information. So if I can pass your uh, contact, your, your channel, I would be grateful. Oh, absolutely. Please uh, share my email with them. I'm, I'm happy to correspond. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it's an honor. Thank you. And we, we are waiting you here again in Paraná now. Yes, in yes, I'm yeah, no, not Mata Grosso Paraná, anymore. No, 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 no. Paraná. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I would very much like that. I also am just looking forward to the day when you know we can kind of get back to travel. And I yeah. wish you all the best with what's going on. Um, and uh, yeah, you're in our thoughts, so thank you. Thank you, Peter. All right, hope to see you briefly. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye.